What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's another episode of Rocks and Outfield. I am your host, Max Farias, uh, on Twitter at MaxFarias27. And, of course, the Rocks and Outfield Twitter page that's picking up a ton of steam uh, at Rocks in the OF. Um, I'm joined here with uh, producer Dodger fan Jesse. Jesse, any housekeeping? Dude, what's going on, Angel fans? Hate you all, but we in here. And I'm here to drop some knowledge on you guys. Yeah, we had Jesse today. Uh, actually, today was a really great day. We went to the Epler uh, Chalk Talk. So we are recording a little later than usual. Today is Thursday the 5th. Um, we did just get back from the Billy Epler Chalk Talk uh, that was available for all season uh, ticket members. And it was honestly a great time. I uh, I can't remember doing a bunch of things like that, like uh you know, especially with it being my first year uh, being a season ticket holder, uh, the chalk talk I think was something. Yeah. I mean, even you being a Dodger fan, it was fun. Yeah, definitely um, appreciate but it. Let's, Thank you for taking me. Let's get uh, let's get to that a little later. Um, we're gonna start the episode with just normal talk. We're just gonna say, you know, we're gonna talk about our weekends for a little bit, kind of get it off our chest. Uh, I'll go first. Go for it. Um, so on Friday, I'm actually drawing a blank because it was almost a week ago. Oh, shit, dude. We had our uh, over-the-line tournament and home run yeah. derby. Yeah, okay. We did get out to the park, and we did play a little bit of baseball, uh, which was pretty fun. Um, I that think on on Saturday, I went to San Diego for a dinner and, like, a birthday party, which was great. But, yeah, if you want to kind of talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we're all, like, approaching our 30s, and we went to go play baseball. So, I mean, it was it was a little different. Uh, than usual, but it was still fun. Um, like I said, I think I lost a step uh, <laughs> as opposed to like my heyday, but it, it was a good time. Um, and yeah, it was fun. I think, oh, on Friday we went to Brewery X. Um, I went to Brewery X in Anaheim. It's a big brewery. A lot of you guys, if you're local and you like craft beer, uh, that's a place where I think uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's a cool little spot. It's, it's huge. Um, they had like live music. They had a bunch of like different beers, some food, and it was overall a good vibe. It was uh, a really fun time, a bunch of good friends. And then, you know, they have cornhole, beer pong. Um, they had like the Clippers game on at the time and a whole bunch of different other things. Um, do you, uh, did you ever, uh, did it come back to you what you did this weekend other than baseball? Other than baseball, not really. I mean, not much. 
my whole week last week was like a blur after my you know after my yeah. birthday week. Yeah, uh, my family did throw like a little birthday bash thing for me on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw which that. was really cool. I didn't expect anything. You know, I I tend to like shallow away from my birthday. Yeah, me it, too. It always turns out to be a big deal to other people more so than myself. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, dang. So I mean, it is kind of like a it is kind of like a low. I mean, not really low, but it was still like kind of like a not too eventful weekend. Um, which is good because next week. Uh, it's fucking it's time, time, baby. So it's time. Next week we will be in spring training. Three rounds. I'm just kidding. Go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so next week we will be in spring training. Um in not in spring. We'll be at spring training in Arizona, in Phoenix. Uh Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh the Angels are scheduled to face the Giants, Cubs, and Texas Rangers. Um we still haven't really decided what games we're going to go to or not. We're just kind of playing it by ear, but we will be in Tempe and I'm very excited um, about the angels this year. It's just, there's so many things that just keep getting me um, excited about the team. And it's like some of the things that like, you know, while there are things that do get me very excited for this team, um, one of the things that does suck, and I guess we could do this now. We'll do it at the beginning of the show. We'll do injuries. Um, some of the injuries that uh, I didn't get to talk about last week because we recorded on Wednesday and then it uh, happened on Thursday. Griffin Canning, um, he threw, I think he threw on Wednesday and then on Thursday he was like, uh, had some soreness in his right elbow, which is always scary. You always want to avoid like, you want to make sure a, guy, a young guy like that doesn't get Tommy John. He is scheduled to be, like a key piece in our rotation. Yeah. So it is kind of scary to see like, you know, he's throwing and he's getting some soreness in the elbow. Uh, never really a good thing. So he's, he's back home now and uh, Billy just, mm-hmm. Billy Epler just got an update on him. Um, he didn't say too much about it other than, you know, he's scheduled for a, yeah. a checkup. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is kind of scary. I mean, we can't, our, our pitching rotation is already thin as it is. Um, but to lose another guy isn't really going to help at all. And it looks like he's getting a second and third opinion already on his elbow, which is, I mean, I guess okay. But if he can avoid surgery, I think that'll be huge for us. And uh, the quicker we can get him back uh, throwing, obviously, like the safest way, the better. Um, Because he's a guy that is going to be heavily depended on. And I think he is going to be a uh, three or four guy in our rotation. Um, Probably the third. I think so, and I like watching him pitch. He does kind of remind me. He has, like, a similar build as, like, Walker Bueller. Um, doesn't have, like, the same stuff, the same nastiness, the same, like, velocity, but it does kind of, like, you do kind of see it there. It's uh, very premature, but I think Andrew Heaney and uh, you know, Bundy are definitely fighting for that number one spot in the rotation at this point. Yeah, and uh, uh, since you brought that up, Joe Madden, I think, was saying that um, he he already has, like, an opening day guy in mind. And a lot of people are speculating that it might be Bundy. It might be Heaney. Um, personally, I think it's going to be Heaney just because of the uh, leadership role that he has and the, the fact that he's been with the Angels for, uh, you know, a handful of years now and that he has kind of embraced this leadership role. Yeah. And I think it's only right to give it to your captain or, your, you know, he might not necessarily be an ace. But to give it to your captain and your like leader of the uh, of the ball club, 
Yeah, you can tell, like, Andrew Heaney's definitely, uh, you said it in previous episodes before, like, he's definitely taken on the role of a, yeah. a leader in the clubhouse. And, you know, that comes along with being an ace. So if you're going to have, you know, that leadership type role, you definitely got to have ace type stuff. Yeah. So he's got to be able to back it up come uh, opening day. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, while we're on the injuries, let's go ahead and just go down the list. Again, it hasn't been too many. Uh, nothing new really added. Um, Brandon Marsh still day to day from his non-throwing elbow. I heard that he's actually feeling a little better and getting ready to start coming back uh, pretty soon. Like I said, today is uh, March 5th, March 6th, basically. So Brandon Marsh should be coming back, I think, next week or the week after. Um, really looking forward to him. He is a bright young player. I'm going to go on the record here. I'm going to say that I don't want to say he, I'm not going to say he's going to be better than Joe Adele. Excuse me, but he's going to be in the same class as Joe Adele, the same ballpark. Now, I know for like other fan bases, that's like going to be like, well, of course, you think all your guys are good, blah, blah, blah. I truly think that Brandon Marsh is a five tool prospect. Um, the guy was like a two sport player in high school, you know, had offers to go everywhere. He, um, I mean, I've heard people say that he's going to be better than Adele. I don't want to go there just yet, but I do think that he is going to push Adele and they're going to be competitive uh, with each other for the, um, you know, outfield role. And it's kind of tough. You don't know where to put him. He's a center fielder. You know, that position is locked up with us forever. So um, he's hurt right now. I would love to see him come back at a couple more hacks. Uh, Tommy LaStella, another guy, Tommy All-Star, Tommy Bombstella, Tommy LaSea, uh, you know, all the nicknames for him. So he is, uh, he had back stiffness. I think it's just, he's, you know, I think he's in his 30, maybe 30, 29 or 30. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm 28. I get back stiffness and I don't even, I'm not an athlete. So um, I feel you there, Tommy. Uh, Michael Hermosillo, a guy who really has been stepping up. I know we kind of brushed him off at the beginning of the this podcast series, but Michael Hermosillo, a guy who, um, Again, I know you can't really pull up his stats right now, but he uh, in 14 at-bats, he's batting 500. Um, again, it's small sample size, but I think that everything he's been asked to do, he's been doing. Um, can't wait to see him come back. He's out with a hip. Uh, Felix Pena out with a knee. Um, unlikely to be ready for opening day. You know, it's just kind of it's another pitcher that just goes down. And then Ty Buttry, uh, his back looks like it's, you know, not doing too great, but it does say he had a bullpen session that went phenomenally. Since we since we are on the uh, the topic of injuries, mm -hmm. you can update the Angel fans as well on Justin Upton from what Billy said. Yeah, so um, Billy, uh, we'll we'll get into the chalk talk today or like right now because it was one of the funnest things um, baseball related that I've been to. I've been to a bunch of games. I've been to spring training. I've been to signings. I've been to a bunch of stuff, but just like being there and listening to Billy Epler. Uh, the Angels GM talk about things. He was a little more casual than I expected. And he was like, kind of like just being like a dude, you know what I mean? So he, he kind of, Definitely. he was just kind of like chatting how you chat like on this podcast. Yeah. And I think he'd be a great guest. And actually, you know, Jesse and I did some, uh, we tried to recruit him on and, you know, networking. Yeah. He obviously had to like, you know, everybody wanted a piece of his time and he was like getting ready to leave. Billy's stuff, afraid so. of coronavirus. Got to throw that out there. Yeah, I, we have to talk about it because coronavirus <laughs> is big. Motherfucking um, guy, man. 
I think that he, you, I think that coronavirus is getting pretty serious now. They're starting to cancel games and stuff. If they cancel opening day or they move around games or they do something, it's going to be so heartbreaking uh, for me, for the rest of the fans. That, like, cause we want to go see our team and it's going to be crazy. But I mean, at the same time, you know, that's, that's probably when I'll start taking it serious is when they start saying that like, you can't have fans here um, or whatever. But the reason Jesse brought that up is, you know, we saw Billy upper today. We were in close proximity with him. And uh, I try to go over there and hand him like, you know, my stickers slash business cards. I'm sure you guys have seen them. And uh, he just wouldn't take them. And um, so it go was, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So it was me and me and uh, Max were waiting for, uh, Carl to show up and there is a little angels like podium where you take pictures and you post whatever you want. And right when you walk in, Billy Epler is standing right there next to, um, what's the announcer's uh, name? Roger Lodge. Yeah. Roger Lodge. There we go. And Max is on the fence of like, should I give him my sticker? Should I not? I'm like, dude, just do it. Like he's just a normal yeah. guy. Do it. And so once Carl showed up, Max was like, all right, I'm going to go do it. Max grew a pair Fucking walked over to him, handed the sticker, and I'm looking at Billy, and the guy doesn't even fucking, you know, reach out for the stickers. Yeah. Roger and another guy, like, kind of, you know, take the yeah. reins on that one. Yeah, it was a little weird. I mean, I, I it was kind of, I didn't want to interrupt him, but I was basically like, hey, Billy, my name is Max. I have an Angels podcast. Uh, would love to have you on. You're obviously the Angels GM, blah, blah. Uh, here are some stickers, and and I didn't say it like this, but I was I think what I actually said is like here's some some stickers for the kids, but I was like here's some stickers, give them to your kids, put them on your laptop, whatever, do whatever you want with them. Definitely like, not. So yeah, Max was being a little more tentative than than I was. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And he noticed that when Roger Lodge walked up to to him, he gave him uh, elbows instead of like nuts. Yep. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's, with the coronavirus, that's, I guess that's what a lot of people are doing now is they're doing elbows, yeah. feet, fucking knuckles. What's going on? Elbow, no um, hugs, no body uh, contact. What's yeah, it was, it was nuts. It was fucking... People uh, are freaking out. It, it was nuts. But overall, the event was such a great time. Um, there wasn't a ton of people there. We didn't even fill up the, the Lexus Club at Angel Stadium. But, I mean... I assume there's a lot more season ticket holders. I just guess people didn't really want yeah, to go or busy middle of the week. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But it was interesting to talk about. There were some things that um, Billy Epler brought up uh, in his interview with Roger Lodge at the stadium. Uh, we have exclusive um, recorded footage of uh, so it is audio, but it is from like a Snapchat video. I mean, we're not anything. We're trying to get professional, but. At the same time, we're still just dudes. So we recorded it on Snapchat. Um, Jesse has it. The first clip, I think, is going to be Billy Epler uh, talking about uh, his signing with uh, the way he decided to, you know, court Rendon and, like, what happened. I think you get a little bit of, like, him talking about what happened with Garrett Cole and stuff. But uh, so we're going to go on to the clip here. Uh, first clip here is going to be Billy Epler talking about how – the procedures went down with signing Rendon. Had a work at both angles, and by 10 a.m. the next morning, we were in the driver's seat, and we had him locked into a one-on-one -on -one conversation. No other teams were getting in, and it was just a matter of about four or five more hours before we were able to grab him. So there's a lot of ways to make an impact, right? Um, Woo! That was just a, that was just a, a good moment because... You know, 
writing a check for $245 million and a switch. And to do that within 12 hours, that, you know, that takes a guy who's pretty committed to winning. Um, so, uh, so, so we grabbed Bundy kind of in between this time period because we knew we were going to need another one. Could end up being and we grabbed Bundy to Ron because we looked for... So that was the one of the first questions. I didn't really record every single question asked because I was trying to listen as well. But in that one, he basically just talks about how he uh, had a 325, what, 300 or I think it was a $275 million check or something. I, I don't remember. Rewind and listen to it. But he had a $200 million check ready for Garrett Cole, and he said that it was kind of tricky to have that check written out. And then when Garrett Cole says we're going to go a different way, um, turn around and give that to Rendon. But uh, luckily, they said they got it done, um, which was cool. It was cool to see the in, ins and outs of the deals and like how I guess um, who were they talking? They were talking about Zach Wheeler a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Artie Artie really wanted uh, Zach Wheeler, mm-hmm. and they took a red eye over to Atlanta yep. to his home home. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he he was living over there at the time, mm-hmm. and so they took a red eye over there, and you know. Wheeler was in a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, they took a red eye to Atlanta, and then they had to take a two-hour Uber. Yeah. So they, they did everything they could. And he really, I don't know if he, he was putting on a show or something for the fans, but he really made it seem like these uh, scouts and these GMs really go above and beyond to try to get these guys. Um, but what I was it's like, crazy. I it's, was concerned about, like, is, like, why didn't, if Artie said, go after Zach Wheeler, why don't you put him on a PJ, like a private jet? Yeah. And go like wine and dine him. That's what players want nowadays. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think like Tom Brady's doing that right now. Like he's getting wine and dined all over the NFL. Um, it was pretty cool how he kind of threw out like he was talking about all the guys that they missed on, really. And he was given like valid reasons of like why they didn't sign. I feel like he was being really open and honest. Uh, Billy Upper was. He was like he said Zach Wheeler's like well Zach Wheeler had a pregnant wife. She wanted to stay near their family or something. And he's like, Garrett Cole just grew up a Yankee fan, blah, blah, blah. I forget who else he brings up, but there's someone else that we missed on that. There was just another cool little story. Bro. Uh, you know, he was about the money at the end of the day. Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole could have stayed mm-hmm. here. He's from here. Family lives here, has a home in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Could have done all that, but Thank God, you know, Artie was willing to spend the money this offseason. Yeah. And he was, you know, prepared to move on quickly and spend the money on Rendon. And that, that's what has to happen, I think, is that, you know, we didn't end up getting one guy, right? So we have to move on and we have to, like, I'm glad they didn't hang their head on, like, oh, we didn't get Garrett Cole. Fuck, everything's over. They literally next morning at 10 a.m. They had a one-on-one with Rendon. And I'm actually really excited for him. And then later on in that video, you hear him talk about Bundy, who a guy who has been just pitching lights out. He pitched twice since our last podcast, and he won both games. Um, And the guy is just throwing unreal stuff. And credit to you, Jesse. You said that Dylan Bundy was a guy that Angel fans should look for uh, or should keep an eye out for or, uh, you know, kind of just a guy to keep on the radar um, and he's definitely evolved into like a number two, maybe a number one, but overall a former top five pick, you know, it, it, it's kind of looking like a, a diamond in the rough here. Yeah. So he, a, a type stuff when he's on the big knock is 
can he do it consistently in a pitcher's ballpark for yeah. five plus innings? You know, you, you can't expect too much from him. I mean, right now you're getting what two innings, about roughly twenty pitches thrown. Yeah. Um. Once season comes, let's say he keeps his body in check, and that arm stays good, velocity's up. Sky's the limit for this. I think guy. so too. I think he's going to bring a lot of wins and a lot of pitches. Um, the next clip we have here of uh, Billy Epler talking at the Chalk Talk today um, is going to be, it's funny because he was cracking a bunch of jokes. And one of the ones that stood out is said, he said, hey, guys, you know, don't think I wasn't trying to get every free agent out there. He said, I even tried to get Mookie. And I think in this clip, he talks about how he tried to get Mookie and how he it, just listen to the clip and you guys will get we'll talk about it after. And um, ultimately, uh, you know, we were we were talking through the it was the weekend of the Super Bowl, and so I know Mookie that was going to be in this, and I knew Mookie was going to go to the Dodgers. And um, by the way, I tried to get Mookie just so you guys all know. Like, I'm not sleeping the wheel. God damn! I tried. Okay. What do you want? What do you want from Yeah. Too much. They wanted one of our pitchers and one of them. They wanted they wanted something really good. Okay. Yeah. Joe Adele. Uh, so that audio is terrible. Terrible uh, audio. But yeah. Pretty much what he was trying to sum up is that he was talking to Andrew Friedman around Super Bowl time. Mm-hmm. And uh at that moment they had a deal in place for Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling to come to the Angels, but mm-hmm. it wasn't set in stone that Mookie Betts and David Price were going to be Dodgers. Yeah. Um, the big deal about this trade was that there was four teams involved and all four teams had to go through a medical procedure and, you know, clear X, Y, Z. And he said it was a lot more difficult for four teams to do it than, you know, your standard procedure, two teams to, to go through a trade. And and that's what he did bring up. So in that, in that clip, he was kind of making a joke saying that, Hey guys, you know, and it is a season ticket holder event. So he's probably trying to pander to the audience. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't really know him that well, but I think that he uh, he definitely said he's like, and and hey, guys, just so you know, like I tried to get Mookie Betts. He said he did. And then so, I mean, at that point, I was like, yo, what the fuck? And then he said the announcer, Roger Lodge, asked Epler, hey, well, what were they asking for? You know, just because I mean, it's it's fun to know all the stuff that he like. I wish I knew what he knew. That, That would be so interesting for me, I think. And uh, what Billy Upper said is that the Red Sox wanted a pitcher of ours, which was a starter, and then uh, a player that he said, I quote, uh, you guys would be mad at me if I traded him. So that leaves so much speculation. Could have been Adele. uh, But I kind of tweeted something, and I said, Billy Upper almost traded Fletcher for Mookie Betts straight up. (laughs) <laughs> uh, kind of like an Angels Twitter thing. I mean, you got everyone on Angels Twitter gets it, oh, but it, it's just kind of yeah. Like, uh, it's funny because someone said Fletcher, and then uh, Billy Epler was kind of like, uh, no comment. Like, it, like it was just kind of scary. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, again, if they trade him, fine. They just help it get good value. But Fletcher is like a really key part to the Angels, and then Angels Twitter. Like, even Roger Lodge was like hyping him up, and I think it's pretty cool. I, th- I like that we have a Alex Caruso type guy. Um, I think it's pretty funny. I think it's hilarious. Um, one of the other things I think Epler talked about um, was really the way that they, he said that other than like Bueller, Scherzer, 
Verlander, and uh, one more pitcher. Bueller. It was Bueller, Bueller Scherzer, Scherzer, and Verlander. He didn't and I think Strasburg. I think I those guys. I say Strasburg, but yeah. I, oh, well, you, I can only imagine Strasburg signed the yeah, deal. Yeah, I think he was the first one gone. I think he said, so out of those four pitchers, those are the only ones that he didn't call. He said he called every other club about every other arm. So then that had me thinking, like, you think he called about Trevor Bauer? Probably. You think he called about Chris Archer? You think he's calling about, like, these guys like DeGrom, Syndergaard? Like, I want to know what the Syndergaard conversation was like. Well, man, he said that, you know, his trade with Ross and Jock went on for about yeah. a month. Let, let's Let's get on that because that's obviously a big one that, people see as like an angel's fail, which I mean, I, I kind of see it as like a, like, man, you guys really could have swallowed your pride a little bit, so, but the way that he said it, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but afraid, the dude. way that Epler was saying is that he went through the whole trade details that we all know, obviously the four way trade, and it was dependent on uh, physicals and Bruce Adderall Gatorade ended up getting, you know, <laughs> caught with like, whatever, you know, he was a reliever thrower or whatever. And uh, so this is how he worded it. He said, yeah, we did physicals and they took a long, they were taking up to two weeks. And then he said he even did one at his house. Yeah. He said he was doing it at home, which I thought was pretty weird. But so he said that he's like, we're doing physicals. It took about like two weeks or whatever. And then, and then this is verbatim. And then he says, and then you guys all saw the article that came out, which I think he's referring to to the article that says Artie Moreno pulled out of the deal because of the impatient uh, status of, like, you know, which, I mean, I, I applaud Mart, uh, Artie for that, that he just says, you know, fuck you, pay me, or, like, you know, fuck you guys, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Um, but at the same time, as soon as we get that first injury, we get Griffin Canning hurt. A guy like Rossi Strip would have been great in the bullpen or, like, Huge. great in our rotation. A guy like Jock Peterson on this lineup, I mean, you guys have been seeing, uh, if you've been watching the spring training games, what we've been doing as some teams. When we put our all, when we put our A1 lineup out there, um, so it's going to be really hard to not to shut us out. Um, as, as, of, as of right now, you guys are uh, seventh in terms of payroll. So way below the luxury tax limit. Uh, Jock Peterson and Ross wouldn't, yeah. have, wouldn't have taken a big hit. Not to, even close. Yeah, exactly. Um, with Jock joining the team, this is all like if so facto, but you guys would have had so much flexibility, especially with Joe Adele and, um, you know, Marsh. You could get rid of one of those guys and yeah. add a fucking ace like Thor. I think so, too. Or I think, DeGrom. I don't, think I, I don't think I'm on the get rid of Adele train yet. I don't want to get rid of him. I, I think we've held on to him for this long couple well, years. Let's Let's not get into that. Let's uh, let's hold him <laughs> until he's ready. And like I said, he was talking about uh, Epler was saying that, you know, it's a, it's a delicate game playing the call up game and you call up a guy too early. He's not ready. It's kind of like a fruit that's not ripe. And then if you put it back, you know, maybe when you come back to go get it, it might not it might be overdone. So a couple quotes here that Billy Epler uh, said at his chalk talk and then we'll move on from this that I thought were uh Really interesting. It was very, and again, I know it was all Angel fans. It wasn't the national media. It was all Angel fans, and it was like a home game, basically. Billy Upper, uh, first quote, we're going to score at least five runs a game, which I love to hear that. But if uh, we're giving up six runs a game, that obviously doesn't help. Putting up five a game, that's great to hear. I'm glad that the GM is confident. 
um, that he put up a lineup that, I mean, and it is, it's a spicy lineup. That shit is going to bring in runs and it's going to uh, generate bases and all this stuff. Uh, The second quote, uh, Roger Lodge, do you believe in your heart of hearts that this team can win the AL West? I don't even think Roger Lodge was done with the question. Billy Epler, yes. So, yeah, you gotta love the confidence. He's like, do you think your team can win the AOS? Yes. Like, he just said it, like, right away, super fast, and it was very to the point, and I love it. Um, Lastly, the the most interesting thing I think I took of uh, this chalk talk or this press conference, whatever you want to call it, I mean, Epler kind of went into saying that, like, Mike Trout is just basically the assistant GM. Yep. He said that Mike Trout... There's a certain list of players within the Angels organization that Mike Trout has signed off on. Those which include uh, Brandon Marsh, Joe Adele. No, didn't say Joe Adele. He did say Joe Adele. Nope, I was waiting for it. Didn't he did say it. say it. Didn't say it. I think we got to ask Carl on that he one. Said, okay, so we'll come back to jo- that. He said Jordan Adams. Jordan Adams, Brandon Marsh. Um, I swear to God he said Joe Adele. Nope, I was waiting okay, for it. Okay, we're going to have to go back, and I'm going to have to ask him if we ever have him on. But uh, well, it's funny because he he was saying he was telling a story about how like any every time right when they start scouting like when scouting time picks up that Mike Trout will send Epler a message and he'll say who are we looking at and then Epler will send Trout videos and then Trout will just kind of like I like number one I like number three I like number five I like number seven yeah, which would, I think is amazing yeah Epler wouldn't send any names with the the videos yeah, just yeah, so just Trout, blank videos just so Trout wouldn't look up any stats or any of that stuff and so he would give him the raw inf- um raw feedback like hey man you missed on number one you missed on number four you hit on number five yeah and I think that's cr- I mean the relationship they have must be so cool um, I was telling you earlier, and again, I'm sure Angel's Twitter has seen it. Uh, there's a video of Trout and Upton kind of competing, kind of hanging out around the day. They're playing spike ball, and they're hitting the cages and stuff. And I think Trout kind of not came off as cocky, but he kind of showed his persona- personality personality a little more. And it's something that I'm a big fan of. The guy, the guy is just like, you know, uh, Justin Upton rakes one to left, and Justin Upton's like, that one's getting out, and Trout's like, no shot. And it's like those little chirps like that, like those little things is like something that I like, especially for my three-time MVP, going to be four-time MVP, uh, future Hall of Famer. Flex. Um, So that was a great, like, today was fun. I won, uh, you know, this is not a gambling podcast, but I I like to gamble on the side. Must have went, I don't know, eight and two, thanks to Brian, which I'm going to credit him for the two losses. Um, yeah, he did. did jinx the last game. This motherfucker, man. Um, so overall, having a great betting day, going to my team's stadium, seeing the grass and the dirt, looking like baseball season instead of fucking monster truck ramps and shit. Yeah, straight up. It was just a great feeling uh, to see the um, scoreboard that said, like, welcome season seat holders or whatever um and then other other than that security guard that was just being a fucking dick yeah he was being a big old douchebag other than him like really everything had just gone on like everything from today was great great day at work great day coming here other than you spilling your uh, jesse spilled a whole bowl of broccoli cheddar soup all over his lap bro why do they put stickers on a fucking um on the subway thing sandwich i don't know we have to uh subway if you guys want to Oh partner God. up and you want to talk we can talk and we can figure it the out biggest accident um 
So with that said, like I said, the biggest thing, the coolest thing today, I think, was Epler and Trout kind of have some sort of uh, good relationship, which gives me hope for the future. And then it also gets me excited for Trout if Trout ever decides to, you know, whenever he's done playing and if he becomes a scout or a GM or something like that, that would be crazy. If he was a GM for the Angels when he was done playing, again, it could be anywhere. It could be the Phillies. It could be any other team, obviously, would take him. Um, but if he was like a scout for the angels, that would be one of the greatest things I think in the history of uh, angels baseball is to keep a guy like that in house. And, uh, it'd be fun to see him scout. You know, what's super dope about, um, Billy is that the Otani rule, he, that was one of his first, his, the first things that he went into and, you know, his mindset as a GM was so far ahead of the average Joe, such as ourselves. Yeah. And it, he this, basically I made got, his own rule. So yeah, I got this guy Otani where he where I can de- de- designate him for a 15 day IL, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna play him in the Inland Empire. But we still need his bat for the Angels. Yeah. And so like, what what do we do there? And he brought a good rule to the, that was uh, the that was one of the more creative things I had heard from uh, from Billy Epler, and it was you know I I didn't expect him like all these guys obviously have like degrees and shit, and they all like. You know, they all have like whatever, whatever degree it takes to be a scout. This guy has it. And for, I kind of underestimated him because, I mean, when you look at like general managers, they're like, why don't you just go sign this guy? Or why don't you just go get this guy? Like, it's not as it's not as obvious. And there are some things that you really can't see uh, behind the scenes. But the fact that he was able to generate that thought and be like, well, I have a guy who can throw and hit. How can I get him to, you know, if he needs to throw in the minor leagues? without taking a 15-day break, basically. So I give him props for that. I think that's that's cool, and that's a way to be ahead of the game. And uh, I think that paves a road for future uh, two-way players, which I think we're going to start to see a little more. Like, Do you, do you think we're going to start getting some more uh, two-way players? I think there's going to be more of a shot. Like, people won't – or managers and coaches won't be so opposed to that idea. Yeah. But – not really. I can't I can't say that there's going to be another Otani within the next 10 years that has, you know, t- maybe. Yeah. Maybe A stuff. No, because there is a guy from uh, Tampa Bay, Brendan McKay, who is a pitcher and a first baseman. And like I said, while he's not as electric as Otani, while he might not have the following that Otani has where he, you know, Otani basically has the whole country of Japan rooting for him. Uh, Brandon McKay is a guy that like, again, doesn't have like the big fame as, as much fame as Otani or whatever, but he is a still a two way player. And I, I, I don't pay too much attention to him, whether, how, whether how often he bats or pitches, but with Otani, obviously health is a main concern. And if he can stay healthy this year, I think that, uh, they're going to be able to utilize that rule and then, um, you know, kind of, uh, go from there and then hit on Tuesday, throw a minor league on Thursday and then kind of like save days as they well, go. Yeah. He said he even said, you know, hit Tuesday, throw Wednesday minus the exertion that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's got to be very uh, um, talkative with the clubhouse. And yeah. Shit. So uh, some more news here in the Halo world, in the Halo universe for the Rockies. Uh, a ton of great news, obviously, this week. Mike Trout, Mr. Baseball, Mikey Baseball, uh, 
Mr. Everything, soon to be Mr. October. Jesus, marry the fucking guy. Uh, well, I can't marry him because he's already married. He's happily married. And uh, him and his wife are expecting a child. And the heir to the throne um, has now been taken. The firstborn trout is on the way. And I think it's really cool. If you saw the video, I'm not sure if you uh, if you did see that. But it was such a, like, it was just a good like heartwarming video of like them finding out and and I, I almost get like kind of selfish cuz I'm like man you fucking celebrities like why the fuck just put it out the day that you find out like they've known since like Thanksgiving 3 months ago like fucking give us a heads up like this is what the world needs meanwhile still respecting their privacy and like you know enjoying them and letting them experience it the way they want to um but we do have a couple clips from uh Fox Sports West um, on the thing. So it is uh, Trout talking about uh, a couple things here that actually made him go viral, um, which was weird because he went viral earlier in the week for a, a driving range video that I guess he cleared the net at Top Golf in Scottsdale, and then the very next day he one upped himself in typical Trout fashion, and he posted a uh, a I guess gender reveal, birth reveal. So. Uh, maybe, you know, when he posted that top golf video, it looked like he already had the dad strength. And then, uh, it just kind of made sense when he, once he posted the video, um, the next day with his kids. So we're going to go to Mike Trout, uh, via Fox sports West again. Thanks for the clip. We don't own any of this. So this is all Fox sports West footage. Uh, this is, here's Mike Trout talking about some stuff. That was uh, quite a video put together. She had a lot to do with that. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's a big moment in our in our family, in our life, and, uh, you know, made it special. Yeah, Joe Madden's already joking that uh, he'll be signed right away and they're going to check for the first step on that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, well, yeah, well, I have to wait. Uh, yeah. Just want to, you know, be a, have a healthy and, uh, you know, loving baby. Yeah, if I could, um, that was trending, and then the day before that was the top golf. I just have to ask, Joe had said that it cleared the fence. Yeah. How far did it go? It did, in fact. Yeah, uh, yeah it cleared the fence, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, I was swinging as hard as I can, so I was trying to, I was trying to hit it over the fence. And then uh, I played golf yesterday, and my drives were terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was the reason. Yeah. Um, as to the baseball game now, um, Framiel tried to run on you. That might have been a mistake. It was a good throw. Yeah, uh, just, you know, come and get the ball and just throw it and get in as fast as I can. And that um, made a good throw. Yeah, she did. And as far as camp, last one for you here, Mike. As far as the way it's going, you've been through a lot of these. The vibe must be a bit different with the new coaching staff and, and Joe Madden. How has it been for you? Uh, it's been great. Um, yeah, just uh, I was looking forward to coming in the spring and hear a lot of great things with Joe, a lot of the coaching staff, uh, the new guys you brought in, and um, I'm enjoying every minute of it and just anxious for the season to start. So that was Mike Trout, obviously, uh, Mikey Baseball, talking about, uh, you know, he's going to have a kid, and then he was talking about Top Golf video, and then he's obviously talking about spring training. You kind of don't really get the, uh, you know, you don't get too much from the guy. You uh, kind of just get, like, Typical answers, and I'm hoping that if we ever have them on, that I'm going to have, a, like, stray them away from those typical, like, I'm just going to work hard, but I'll do this shit. So um, that was Trout. Obviously, it's always great to hear from him. Um, let's move on to – so now let's backtrack a little bit. Something uh, I forgot to mention when we were talking about Epler. Um, he did bring up the progression of Joe Adele, which I know you have your take on it, and it's almost like your take – I think you're in my head now because every time I see his at bats, take a fucking ball, Joe. I'm just waiting for him to like, you know, take, take a, a ball. P- take a pitch. He he does swing. His swing and miss rate 
while it is a low sample size, it is so it is starting to get a little concerning, and I think that's just because you're in my head. But thirteen uh, abs. That's okay. We're not worried. We're not. We're not going to look taken. at stats. It's spring training. Stats don't First matter. First pitch swing every time. Stats don't matter. Uh, okay. So strikes um, out, grounds out, singles, doubles. <laughs> Okay. No home runs yet. One of the things that Epler was talking about. Hey, man, you got to be able to take it. When he was talking about Joe, it's spring training. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. If he hits a home run, I'm not going to bring it up. Why if he strikes out. excited about the Angels, though? If, you know. He's a good player. None of this matters. He's nine, 20 years old. Be a 20 little, year old. Be a little concerned. Yeah, okay, I'm a little concerned. There, on the record, a little concerned. Uh, Epler was talking about Joe Adele and saying that he... Uh, you know, how they group these guys together and, like, you know, the the AAA guys are with the AAA guys, the single-A guys are with the single-A guys, the vets are with the vets. Um, Billy Upper was saying that Joe Adele takes batting practice uh, at the cage, which is an indoor batting cage underneath the dugout at Angel Stadium, um, which I'm sure some of you have seen it, some of you might have not. But they said that Joe Adele groups himself with Justin Upton, Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, and one other name that I'm forgetting, but it is to hear his name with, you know, that kind of company. And then the fact that he's asking questions to Mike Trout, he's asking questions to Pujols, he's asking questions to Upton. Um, is something that I like to see. I, I, I like the idea of having a young guy on the team, absorbing all this knowledge from Trout, Pujols, Upton, um, and it is great to see. So that that's going to be the last thing on Epler's uh, chalk talk. But that was something cool. Um, he did go on to make a joke about how like he's like the manager boss or whatever. So every time that he goes down to the batting cages, everybody stops talking, and you know they're like, "Who? Oh, who invited the boss down here?" Um, so that was pretty funny. Um, did you see the Anthony Rizzo thing? Yep. And how do how do you think about like miking up players and miking up uh, catchers and pitchers and umpires and stuff? I love the I love the idea of it only for spring training, not for uh, the season. You think it could be an issue uh, once like like meaningful games start? Yeah, only because like one, you got to be in tune with the game. Um, you're definitely going to be away from your teammates through the course of the game, mm-hmm. only because you need a little bit of silence. Two, you got to worry about you, you know being a teammate and a motherfucker coming across and being like. Yo, bitch, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Like, all that. You, could, you couldn't uh, essentially, like, D'Angelo burn. Russell syndrome. Yeah, you could burn out a player, or, like, maybe a player doesn't know you're mic'd up. He yep. says something incriminating. Also, if I'm about to, you know, face a pitcher that's been throwing nothing but curveballs uh, and sliders down and away for his strikeout pitch, I need to I need to be able to talk to my teammates, and he's got to tell me, like, yeah. what to look out for. It is pretty cool. Um, I did like that. I really like that video. That that uh, was so sweet because Rizzo ended up getting a couple pitches that were, like, nasty. I think it was by Matt Andrees. And Epler was talking about it. Again, fucking circling back to Epler. Um, that he was throwing a changeup, and then you can hear Rizzo, like, Rizzo's, like, in the batter's box being like, what the fuck was that? And then you hear kind of Castro, the catcher, saying, like, oh, well, that's his changeup. It kind of does this or goes up or goes down, whatever. I think having a mic'd up is a great idea. I just don't know how you can do it, and maybe Trevor Bauer can hop in on this one and help us out. But, like, how do you mic up a guy in the outfield when he has to communicate with his team? And, like, yeah, it is cool to see, like, the little, I mean, like, the little, uh, I guess it's, like, little snack clips for us. That it's, it's cool to see them, like, 
hey, boy, what are you doing, man? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll do whatever. Doing whatever they do. But I don't know. I feel like there's a certain, like, level to the game that has to stay confidential. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's just me being old. But, I mean, at the same time, I guess mic these guys up, I don't know, half the time or something. Um, definitely think it's the thing to do in spring training. No one's fucking taking it serious. Everyone's playing four or five innings. Uh, but yeah, it's the future of baseball. I think, I think it's, uh, people are gonna start getting mic'd up and I, I'll tell you what, it was fucking so cool to see Rizzo be like, I think he's going to throw a hot one. Uh, I haven't seen him all day. Takes him to the right center gap. And then he's like rounding first. He's like, I'm going for two. He's like, Nope, no, I'm not. So we don't have that audio. If you, if you, uh, haven't seen the Anthony Rizzo video, just look up Anthony Rizzo mic'd up. Uh, spring training. I'm sure you'll find it. It is a great video. And That's it, not even the best part of his mic'd up either. What's the best part, you think? The best part is him being at the plate, and they're like, hey, Anthony, what do you what do you think they're going to throw you right here? Yeah. He's like, I have no clue. He's like, can one of you guys bang on something for me? <laughs> that was the greatest part for it. And that's what me. we're seeing is guys are starting to take more shots at the Astros. A lot of people saying, like, there's, you know, throwing a little, not, I'm not going to say cheap shots, but they're throwing, like, uh, chirps. They're like yeah. chirping the Astros in like their own way. Throw du- dirt on the wound. Yeah, and I mean, I'm totally for. It. I'm all here for it. Let's uh, let's go back. Let's look at the weekend review. Um, again, these games don't really mean much, but I mean, there has to be something that uh, you know that we get from it, or else they wouldn't play them. So our last time we talked, it was Wednesday. Um, so we're gonna pick up where we left off. We played home versus the Padres, lost one zero. Home versus the Rangers, we won 7-2. On the road at San Fran, 10-3, we won. Uh, that was a Bundy game, great game. Um, home versus the White Sox, they lost that. on a, It was a split squad day, so they also lost at the Rockies, uh, 6-3. They went on to Chicago, uh, basically threw out their JV squad on Monday, lost to like the Cubs varsity, 9-4. Um, and the last two games, which were one of the coolest, I think, uh, I think no. So San Francisco was one where they put up an eight spot. They put up like eight runs in one inning, which was great. I think Upton showed up finally. And I think someone tweeted like, where are the Upton haters at? And like, I can't find the tweet cause he does one thing good a month. And then this guy comes out and he's like, where are the Upton haters at? And so then I get to like, not say anything for the rest of the month. Earlier in the pod, you said, we got to come back to that. And we've been talking about Billy Epler. Mm-hmm. And he said that B- Billy Epler said that uh, Justin Upton came into spring training built like a damn fighter. Yeah. That he's been dealing with a lot of uh, leg soreness and that him and Shohei could barely do any deadlifts or any yeah. squats. Um, and, you know, Joe Madden talked to Billy and was like, man, he's booking down the line. He made a yeah. bang bang play with Lindor look like a. You know, beat out throw. Yeah. So, I mean, I am excited for him. I just can't say, like, I'm not putting my money on him to win comeback player of the year or AL MVP. I mean, if Upton just steps up and contributes and he's consistent at the plate and he's not just fucking hitting home runs when we're already up 10 to 1, it, we're going to be such a better team if he can fill in those roles. Um, I think one of the games, I'm trying to think if he stepped in, uh, Upton, yeah, so he... He actually helped me cover the spread on, um, I think it was Wednesday. They played the Mariners. Seventh inning, he singles to left. A couple guys score. And then, um, yeah, so, like, I do I do want him to be well because I know his potential can help us get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, him, Rendon, Trout, 
but he he's kind of like a he's kind of like in, in like a tough situation where he's just like dude you like you have to step up like you have Mike Trout next to you you kind of you know you have Rendon coming in you have Otani now like you can't be if Justin Upton's our weak bat I mean that's not the worst thing in the world but he right now I think he'd be like not the weakest link on our lineup but he is uh one of the weak links um Especially in our lineup in the top half of the order uh, I, talk about I think he bats um, providing protection yeah, to four, one third. Yeah, so yeah, providing protection to uh, you know Trout. Yeah, there's nobody on base. You can throw a fucking Trout whatever you want. Yeah, if he if he turns it up, I mean a lot of people are in trouble um, because if he can just get his stuff together, I think that he is a really good player. Obviously, just enough to been in the league, you know, for ten plus years. Um, ten plus years. So, yeah, ten plus years. So, yeah, that kind of uh, wraps it up for. Re- better. Uh, that kind of wraps it up for really uh, the past week in review. Um, I know some of the games I didn't really get too in depth into, but I mean, it's just kind of you know it's spring training. It doesn't really matter. There's too many by the time we record. Actually, it is. There's like it's seven games to go through. I I can't really do that. I'll, I'll kind of just point out the highlights. Like I said, Brian San Francisco spots. they put out an eight spot. Bundy is three and zero. Oh. Uh, unbelievable. Um, tomorrow, well, today is Friday the 6th, and uh, when this comes out, you know, there will be an Angel game in a couple hours, and it will be the uh, Kansas City Royals uh, split squad, so we'll play them at home and away at the same time, and it'll be interesting to see the lineup, so I'm excited. Uh, every time I wake up in the morning, I go check the lineups and make sure who's playing where, and just so I can keep an eye on everybody. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. You check the Dodgers lineups? Yep. Nice, man. That's good. Um, I, I wanted to go into a segment, basically, like, where to sit when going to a game, but I guess I'll save that for next week. Uh, kind of trying to keep these around an hour or so. I don't want to take up too much of your time, and I do kind of want to leave you guys wanting more. Um, speaking of that, if you guys are, you know, if you guys have any suggestions at all or any um, input or criticism or you know you say i suck or whatever like i i love to hear it all um i'm really doing this you know for myself really and uh i I think any feedback that i get from you guys really helps a long way and i can know what to work on so yeah rockies if you guys have any suggestions for the pod me and producer dodger fan jesse are more than ready to hear them all and uh you know him and i have thick skin me more so i think really no, I don't know. Maybe my uh, that actually, I just questioned myself. So for sure, maybe you have thicker skin than I do. Um, but yeah, man, we could take any. I mean, I'll take any kind of criticism I can get, any kind of advice, any tips, any tricks. If you guys have anything that can really help this show, I'd really be uh, more than you know. I'd be. Uh, I'd really appreciate any help I can get whatsoever, whether it's like a uh, you know maybe you know somebody in the Angels organization that can. Maybe I can interview them or whatever, whatever the case may be. If you if you know how to edit and you want to help out or if, whatever the case may be, if you think you can help this show, just go ahead and DM me um, on Twitter at rocks in the OF. Everybody knows that. Please go ahead and follow subscribe on Apple iTunes and Spotify. Um, and then one thing I did want to do. One thing I did want to put out there is that there is now a email account for this podcast uh, rocks in the OF at gmail.com. Go ahead and shoot any questions you have over there. If anyone's trying to reach me, uh, rocks in the OF at gmail.com. And uh, 
after this segment, I think we'll have a couple plugs, a couple podcasts that uh, are in the same network as we are. And um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's been, uh, we're right in the thick of things now. We are in spring training. We're only a couple weeks away from actual, actual meaningful baseball. And I think it's only going to get better once we get there. Um, keep an eye out on Twitter uh, for giveaways for jackets. I know a really good friend of mine, Noah, won one last week, and it was the way he won it is I put out the lineup and I said, who do you guys think is going to hit a home run? A bunch of people chose Trout. A bunch of people chose Rendon. Uh, my friend Noah actually went ahead and picked Jason Castro. Um, and like I said, it's a crapshoot. Castro hits a home run in like this uh, third or something, and there you go, wins a free jacket. Um, I'm going to give my, my, uh, halo of the week and then I'll let Jesse say some words and then I'll, uh, sign off, I oh, guess a little you. more halo of the week this week goes out to none other than the newest dad in the ball club. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a ton of these throughout his career. I'm sure that they mean nothing to him, but halo of the week this week goes to Mike Trout. Congrats for being a father. Uh, I'm actually going to give it a few halos, Mike, Jessica Trout, um, uh, and then they're uh, son that's going to be born pretty soon, I guess in August. So um, I doubt he cares anything about this, but you get Halo of the Week, Mike. Uh, your wife also Halo of the Week. And uh, Jesse, anything uh, you want to plug here? Anything to keep an eye out for? Yeah, keep an eye out for uh, me becoming the assistant GM of the Ooh, Los can't Angeles, wait. Uh, Anaheim. What about the Diamondbacks, baby? Oh, dude. Diamondbacks are going to be so lit with me on their team. Let's fucking go. Um, no, if, but for real, we are going to definitely... Uh, get Max putting up some more content, uh, more yep. pictures, more videos. Um, again, if you guys want to join us on a Sunday and play over the line, we are more than happy to like assist any of you guys out there. Yeah, and hundred percent, you know, play with us. Um, also, can't wait for a spring training to happen. It's about to go down next weekend. Broken Liver Ranch, Cool Ranch Doritos, Cool Ranch. All right, cool. You can say that. <laughs> a lot just, of drone just, footage uh, to look out for. A lot of drinking. A lot of serious fucking shit that we're going to take care of out there yeah, as well. Yeah, a ton of work, a ton of play. Um, I guess kind of something that I wanted to harp on is just be active with us on Twitter. Let us know. Communicate. Yeah. and uh, Bug know. us. And yeah, but any questions, a great question. Any suggestions, a great suggestion. I really um, wish you guys would hate me more. I don't understand why. Maybe when like know? games start. You know, interleague play. Maybe we get some Dodger series going on. Um, I did see something terrible on the internet today. What? Fucking Trout in a photoshopped uh, oh Dodgers God. jersey. Bro. Ugh. I saw the thread. Stop doing that. The yeah. thread had fucking all the Dodger fans. And that's Angels. All the and Dodger that's, players. And, and that's something that Angels Twitter is doing, and I don't understand it. Again, we're still in the process of trying to understand Angels weird. Twitter. I don't, I don't do, don't say you guys. I'm still trying to. It's literally all of your fans. I feel like I'm too old to even join in. They won't let me in. So it it is, you know, back back to a serious note. Yeah, I know that like okay, well, not even a serious note. I don't even want to be serious. I can't get into Angels Twitter. I'm too old. I'm a I boomer. I don't think you're too old. There's really no fucking like person behind all the weirdness in that. Realm. I just gotta blend in. I just gotta tweet yeah, you, what they tweet. Yeah. Be a fucking chameleon. Yeah. So uh You that, look like one. <laughs> you look like a lizard. Yeah, and you look like Cody Bellinger of if he Thank was you. fucking a starving Thanks. fucking Homeless guy. Let my girl know that. Anyways, this is uh, your host, Max Farias, signing off from Rocks and Outfield. Uh, Jesse already signed off, so he won't get another word. 
Um, Halo of the week. You, I told you he doesn't let me talk. Halo of the week goes to Trout. Um, you know, we got a bunch of giveaways coming up soon. Like, listen, subscribe, retweet, rate five stars. Tell a friend, man. Go to work and your fucking coworker says good morning and say, hey, shut up. Listen to this podcast. Uh, or show up with donuts. And then when you show up with donuts and everybody takes one, say, listen to this podcast and you get a donut. You know, you know who else gets donuts? The Angels when they play the Dodgers. All right. Enjoy it. Enjoy that. Was, that was a good one. one. Didn't see that one coming. I thought it was a cop joke coming. Um, Wait, do you hear that shark coming? No, that's going to be all donut. from Rocks Now Field. Uh, episode donut. four. That's a wrap. Uh, again, we'll see you guys in spring training. We have one. Uh, more episode before we go to spring training. So keep an eye out for that. Like I said, this has been the longest sign off ever. Um, so fucking late follow right us on Twitter at rocks in the outfield. Everybody take your enemies four fifty center field. Like Carl. And, uh, you know, that's it. I think I'm going to start putting uh sign out songs, but that'll be, uh, maybe next episode. So everyone go halos, light that baby up. Let's go ahead and take care of business this weekend. I'll catch y'all later. Shouts out to